This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raiders! Oakland, LA, Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride! Here we go! miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most dreamy, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph coming back to you once again for another what we hope to be fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 195 of Raiders Fan Radio. Coming to you live from right here in Murph's Fan Cave, the palatial Fan Cave Studios. Uh, so I appreciate all of you joining us here, otherwise known as my spare room or my bonus room. Um, but anyways, appreciate all of you joining us live tonight. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat tonight joining us on the YouTube. What's America, up? go to the YouTube right now. What is up, YouTube? What is up, Facebooks? What's up? Uh, where else we got people at? We got people on the uh, on the Twitch. I think we finally got the Twitch working. I don't know. The Twitch is not working on my computer, but it's on my phone. I don't know. But if anybody's in there watching us on the Twitch, thank you very much. Uh, but I know for sure. We have a lot of people in the chat room on the YouTube, which is still the best way to catch the show live each and every week and check in with the best of Raider Nation, uh, our amazing RFR community that has grown up since we started taking this podcast over to the YouTube. So uh, Ron the Materator, of course, is in there holding everything down, carrying that band hammer. Don't get crazy, Chiefs fan. Uh, Raider Rich is in there. Adam Hill, Raider Critique. Uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd. What's up, Kevin the Raider Nerd? Got some fun uh, discussion about Kevin coming up. Uh, Silver and Blacksmith is in there. Steven Thayer. 
What's up, Stephen Thayer? So that's a guy from the Madden League you've heard me talking about. The Madden League that I joined with uh, the Raiders' very own uh, Trent Sieg, number 47 in your playbook, probably number 47 in your hearts. Uh, Raider long snapper, started a Madden League. Uh, I caught an invite to it, and uh, I've met some really cool folks. It's full of a bunch of great guys, and uh, Stephen is one of them. And uh, he says in the chat that he beat Trent Sieg. Now, that's important because I believe Trent has now lost twice, and Trent made us a promise that if Trent went 0-16 in the league, that he would grow his hair until the Raiders made the playoffs. So hopefully uh, we can beat him, and he goes over. but then hopefully the real-life Raiders uh, you know, uh, take off and, and, of course, make the playoffs next year, and then uh, Trent won't have to cut his hair until then, so that should be fun. Um, Michelle Sweat's in there. What's up, Michelle Sweat? Daniel Mangus is in there. Damage Inc., Raider Nation, Scotland, man. Love to uh, see our U.K. folks checking in. Yo-Yo is in there. Raider Kojo is in there. Uh, Jesus Alvarez is in there. Um, man, a lot of people in the, in the chat tonight and appreciate each and every one of you uh, joining us on the YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. That is youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. I know my boo's in there, Max. What's up, Max? Max. Uh, she's in there. A lot, a lot of cool uh, folks in the chat room. And, uh, and so, again, you can join each and every week. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider now just checking in. Uh, 7 Eastern. Four Pacific uh, on the YouTubes. Super Him is up the, is in there um, every every week. Uh, usually on Wednesday. Sometimes like last week, we might shift the day because of something. But for the most part, uh, this is what we do. Um, he says no video in the Twitch. Man, I don't know what's going on with the Twitch. Man, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I might hit the button again when we're on a break. I'll try to recast it again and get it going. But um, but appreciate uh, all of you that are here, of course, in the YouTube channel. All right. Um, Lots and lots to get to tonight, as usual around here. But first and foremost, please support this show and all of the Murph's Fan Cave shows by hitting the thumbs up, like the video, subscribe, smash the bells the kids say. Uh, you know, whatever you do, man. A podcast service, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes. Google, it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts, but Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, Tune in radio, anywhere you can find an audio podcast. You can find this show. Just search for Murph's Fan Cave. That's M U R F S Fan Cave. And uh, it's only named after me because I had to, because otherwise we might get sued by the Raiders. So that's why we just use my name, because you can't sue me for my name. Uh, so just search uh, Murph's Fan Cave. And this, of course, the flagship show, Raiders Fan Radio, is on that feed, along with other cool shows like Tales from the Nation that we did last week. We're going to talk a little bit about that here upcoming, uh, and then a bunch of other things. RFR Conversations with interviews with you know celebrities and media people and former players, current players. We're going to talk to Trent coming up soon. Look forward to that. Uh, so that will be uh, that will be really cool. So just check out the the audio feed and then uh, and just support us in that way. Give us a review. Tell your friends, everybody, man. You all got Raider friends. Tell them about us. Tell them about Raiders Fan Radio if you like what you see here. And uh, and let's keep this thing going because the more like attention we get, the more advertising dollars we get, the more money we make, we're able to give that money away to the One Nation Foundation, of course, and support great Raider charities like this uh, right now. This Our upcoming charity we're going to sponsor is the Bolitnikoff Foundation, and we're going to be raffling off very soon. Hopefully I have some details for you this week. We're raffling off a Fred Bolitnikoff autographed jersey, so stay tuned for that. All right, um, let's see. Before we get to, uh, I've got um, we've got a lot of things to talk about. We got some Super Bowl plans coming up. We got some show things we're going to talk about. But first, let's uh, check in with the one and only Uncle Mosh, who's not here tonight. 
Another podcast selfie. I'm riding solo again. You can see here in the fan cave. It's pretty empty in here. Well, it's just me again. Just contact tracing thing, man. Like, you know, I know it's affected everybody listening. It's affected us here in the fan cave. Everyone's healthy, but just out of an abundance of caution through contact tracing, we had to uh, just pull it down to just me here in a fan cave tonight. So hopefully we'll have Mosh uh, back in soon. But in the meantime, we can always check in with Mosh as he tells you how you can get in touch with us. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard (laughs) as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. All right, so, uh, yeah, the Twitch is not working tonight. I will have to upload it to the Twitch later. But, uh, anyways, I'll move on from that. I uh, appreciate those of you that, are, that have tried to check us out there. Uh, look for us here on the, on the YouTube, of course. All right, so coming up on the show or on the network this week, we've got two really fun things going on. Um, so, so the first thing I, I want to – we announced it last week, but I want to tell you about it again. We're going to record this Friday a Star Wars – yes, Star Wars. Yes, that kind of Star Wars – this kind of Star Wars. We're recording a Star Wars Super Bowl protest show because we hate the Super Bowl. So we're going to not talk about the Super Bowl. So that will be yours truly, Murph, uh, our good buddy Kevin the Raider Nerd, of course, and third co-host, third man in the booth for the show, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. That's right. You hear me here all the time. And uh, Aaron, I've, we've talked to you on air, of course, a billion times with his amazing calls. Uh, you've heard an RFR conversation with uh, with I have other lightsabers, Kevin. Don't don't lightsaber shame me. I just have them over there. They're 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 sitting over there. All the like the fancier ones. This is just a fun one because it makes the noise, and it's easy to show on the show. <laughs> don't saber shame me, Kevin. Um. So uh, anyway, so Capo's going to join us because. Uh, um, oh yeah. So we we've interviewed Aaron on like an RFR conversation before, um, but never like uh, really had him as a straight up co-host before. And so I'm really excited to tell you that Aaron's going to join us. Aaron's a huge Star Wars nut. It was actually his idea to do this. And so uh, of course, first person we went to was Kevin. So the three of us are going to do a Star Wars protest. Now, all that said, I said we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl, but we are going to talk about 
how those things relate back to the Raiders. Kind of like the theme of our shows around here always anyways, right? Like how things tie back into the Raiders. We were going to talk plenty about that. Uh, and then, of course, we're just going to nerd out about our fandom, about, uh, uh, you know, a galaxy far, far away. So um, should be a, lo- a lot a lot of fun. So check that out. That will be on the Murph's Fan Cave channel. Uh, we're going to record it Friday. I'll probably upload it Friday night, Saturday morning, something like that. Uh, so just stay, stay on, the, on the lookout for that. Uh, and then also, so going back to speaking of the Twitch, uh, we're going to do something really fun, assuming it works, because tonight Twitch is not working, but assuming we get the bugs worked out, uh, we are going to do something really fun on Super Bowl Sunday. So noon Eastern and nine Pacific, go to our Twitch channel, which just go to Raiders Fan Radio, and it's real easy to follow us there. So many of you have already done that. Thank you for supporting that version of our show. Um, go to the Twitch, follow us. And then at that time on Sunday morning, grab your coffee and we're all going to do a watch party and we're going to watch the three Raiders NFL films highlight videos. So we're going to watch the Raiders, of course, um, take on the Minnesota Vikings at the, at, at, at Pasadena at the Rose Bowl to get the first one. There's your Fred Bolitnikoff MVP. We're going to watch the second one, which is, uh, of course, Super Bowl 15, which is the Cinderella champions. First team ever is a wild card to win the Super Bowl. And then we're going to cap it off with Black Sunday, which is Marcus Allen running with the night. Uh, that is Jack Squirek. That is, you know, all the, the, the amazing plays in that game. Ray, Ray Guy, um, you know, just amazing Super Bowl, of course. And so um, the, to, to celebrate the Raiders' third Super Bowl, we're all going to watch that together. So you're gonna, we're going to watch that together on the Twitch. And then we even have a Discord channel. For those of you that are familiar with Discord, you can log into Discord and you can chat with us. We're all going to be on a vocal chat. Instead of just type chatting, we're all going to be talking to each other during this whole time. It'll probably take us about an hour and a half. Should be a lot of fun. I'll have all those links in our show notes. So hit that stuff up. Give us a follow and plan to join us this Sunday uh, for the watch party. And we're going to celebrate the Raiders. The, the, uh, really the best thing I know to do on a Super Bowl Sunday is celebrate the Raiders because F these two teams. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's jump into the show itself here. Enough self-promotion and housekeeping. And uh, let me tell you about uh, episode number 195. So good buddy, Swag Jeff, my co-host, who normally adorns the Western Annex of the Southern Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave desk. Um, it tells you each and every week how our episode number ties back to something significant within Raider Nation. And so let's check in with Swaggo for 195. What's up, Nation? your boy Swaggy J coming at you with episode number 195 of Raiders Fan Radio. Every week I take a significant moment in Raider history and I tie it back to the episode number in this week, episode number 195. But we're going to take it back to the year 2016, our year back in the winning column, the only winning season that we've had since 2002. And boy, was it a good one. 12 and 4, but we came up short. This is the season of what-ifs. An unfortunate leg break uh, was the demise of the Raiders that year. Uh, obviously, DC4 was the star of that season, and he was great. But there was another player putting the ball in the end zone that year. Number 28, Latavius Murray. Come on! Uh, Murray had 789 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns and 33 receptions for 274 yards. Murray rushed the ball 195 times that year. There you go, Jeff. Have a good show. Nicely done, Swaggo. 
There you go, 195. Boy, that seems like such a long, long time ago, doesn't it? A uh, long, long time ago that the Raiders were, man, that, that amazing season in 2016. Um, I love that season so much that on the Twitch, I've been playing, or at least played one game with the, uh, the 2016 Raiders because that was, of course, the last time we made the playoffs, and that was that really cool team. And so I've been playing with them on, on, on Madden. It was fun firing up the old copy of Madden 17 and, uh, and playing with, the, with, that, with that team. So great job there, Swag. Appreciate you. Um, all right. You know, also kind of here at the top of the show, we like to give respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout-outs. Nothing wrong with those things. But, uh, you know, we like to give a little bit of respect around here. So I want to give respect. We got a, kind of a big list of respect. But um, that's okay because it's good to respect. All right? We're all, here, we're, all, we're all here to lift each other up. We want to lift some folks up, man. We want to celebrate some of the good that's going on in the world because there's a lot of, a lot of caca going on in the world too, right? So let's celebrate the goodness. Uh, we're even we even got we even got yeah I said caca. I'll say it again. We even had caca going on with the Super Bowl. So let's not talk about the Super Bowl and let's talk about something really cool that's going on that we can throw a lot of respect to. So first off, I want to give respect to the Raiders. Big surprise, but the Raiders and these healthcare workers that were selected to attend the Super Bowl on behalf of Raider Nation. So here's what's really cool is that each, I believe each team got a, uh, like a four fan nominee. Like, I think there's going to be like 20,000 people total in attendance at the game. Um, uh, you know, a, a litany of fans that, you know, have, have I believe it's all healthcare workers. Maybe they have to be vaccinated. Anyway, there's a lot of protocols going on in terms of who can freaking attend the game, but the Raiders and each, uh, and each team had an opportunity to nominate some folks and send them there on their behalf to represent their team. So these aren't like, you can't just show up in your bucks gear, or whatever you're going to, these folks are going to show up in Raider gear. So the four that they selected are all frontline healthcare workers. And so respect to the Raiders for, for picking these folks. And I want to shout them out by name because it's important what they do and what they're doing for us, um, you know, to keep us all as safe as we possibly can be during this crazy freaking time. So the Raiders have selected Dr. Charlene Adrian. Dr. Adrian is a hospitalist and has earned a reputation as an outstanding advocate for her patients and her team. They selected Dr. Orlando Ozier. Uh, he is a, the core value of team award-winning doctor for his skills and compassion by providing care at four different hospitals uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, they are sending Nicholas um, Kalika. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. Dr. Nicholas Kalika. Um, he volunteers taking on extra shifts sees extra patients to extend his expertise to the unprecedented number of patients during this spread. And lastly, uh, Samantha um, Balsomo and Samantha is a nurse practitioner and she works with post acute COVID positive patients. So we want to definitely lift up the Raiders, definitely lift up these four frontline healthcare workers and thank them for representing us, representing Raider nation at the game. And all I got to say is the four of you better be screaming Raiders. Let's go. All right. Another bit of respect I'd like to give is a guy that I know will be screaming Raiders. I know he's going to be screaming all kinds of stuff because this is, in my book, there is 1A and 1AA super fan. Like, there are two guys that populate the top of the list equally in terms of the greatest Raiders super fan. Anybody want to guess 
in the chat on who they are, it's not hard. Like, and if it's, if it's hard, you're thinking too much or you're thinking whatever. I'm not gonna tell you you're thinking wrong, but you're thinking too hard. Okay. Who are the two guys that absolutely are the, the, oh, there you go. Aaron, the Q dog Raider got it. Wayne Mabry, the violator absolutely is one of them. He is absolutely at the top of the list in terms of Raider fan. And who's number two? There you go. Todd Clements got it. The one and only Gorilla Rilla, right? There you go. Gorilla Rilla and, uh, and, 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 and Wayne Mabry, the violator, by far the two most popular and I think well-represented super fans. Like, and there are many of them. Like, I'm not, that's not to dismiss. Heck, Kevin the Raider nerd is one of them. Dressing up like a Mandalorian before the Mandalorian was a thing. People used to call him Raider Boba Fett because they didn't even know what Mandalorian was, you know? And so, uh, so a lot of great super fans. Of course, Raider Crusader, who you've heard on this show, you know, and I, I could, it would take me forever to list them all. You know who they are. But Wayne and Mark, these two guys are by far the best. All right, so Wayne was selected out of a contest. So I want to give, obviously, respect to Wayne and, of course, Mark too, Drilla Rilla. But I want to give respect to Wayne for being eligible for this, but also for the fans that voted, okay? So... Uh, I'm just going to read this to you. Wayne Mabry, also known as Superfan the Violator, is one of three NFL fans who have won a trip to the Super Bowl as part of the Ford Hall of Fans class of twenty-one of 2021 contest. Mabry, a 37-year Raiders season ticket holder, known for his distinctive silver and black painted face, will be joined by Christy Brown representing the Cardinals and Cleveland Browns fan Ray Prisby. Brown, Mabry, and Prisby were the top vote-getters among six nominees. The winning finalists will be honored with a display that will appear at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. How legit is that? So cool, man. So uh, one of the first people that we had on our show that Sonny and I got fan So my cousin Sonny, the guy that I started this show with once upon a time, well, the first guy that we got a little fanboy about was Wayne. We had Wayne on. He was like, um, if this is episode 195, that was like episode 10. Like it was a long time ago that we had Wayne in here. And uh, he was awesome. He was so cool. And we were just like, me and Sonny were just like, I can't believe we got Violator on the show. It was so cool. And unfortunately, never got to meet um, Wayne in person. Uh, we've met Mark. We've met Gorilla Rilla a handful of times now at different events. But unfortunately, never got a chance to meet Wayne. Um, I've done shows with him. I've been guests on panels with him. But never had a chance to meet him face-to-face uh, -face and shake his hand But and look forward to that day. But congratulations to him and much respect for being able to go to the uh Super Bowl. All right, I got one more to give to you, and this one's uh, this one's a little uh, inclusive. This one's a little bit about us. So for those of you that listen to this show enough, you know kind of who like our frequent callers are, right? And we have so many wonderful callers. We're going to get to some of them tonight. Um, so many wonderful callers, but then you got some that are really unique and really garner a lot of attention. You see the chat room blow up when they show up. All right. Well, one of those guys is. Uh, Raiderborn Rico. He lives in the Canary Islands, and he is an Italian Raider fan, and he is as dedicated and as supportive of Raiders Fan Radio as you can get. And so we want to respect Rico because his girlfriend, I hope I'm saying her name right. Here in the U.S., we would just call her Patricia, but over there, like it might be Patricia or like what, like it might be, it probably sounds a lot cooler than me just going Patricia. 
but so how I apologize if I have mispronounced your name, Patricia. Um, but I am thankful to Patricia and give her respect for hitting us up on the Facebooks and letting us know that February 2nd is Rico's birthday. So happy birthday, my man, Rico. We hadn't heard from you in a few shows. Hope all is well. Hit us back up, man. Always love to hear your calls. And uh, the, the chat, I swear, you're the freaking crowd favorite, man. Everyone loves to hear your calls, Rico. So definitely hit us up uh, sometime soon. And uh, hopefully we will talk to you soon. And uh, yeah, so give much respect to Rico. And uh, all right, man, let's, uh, let's jump into some show here. Let's go ahead. And, I'm going to move it to the top of the list. This is what we call a teaser. I'm like, you're going to tease you for like 13 seconds. But like, we're going to talk about all this Derek Carr business. Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. What's up, everyone? This is Maurice Hurst from Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Just win, baby. Thanks. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into this topic, man. So Twitter is a flutter with Derek Carr rumors, okay? And by far the hottest story in the NFL right now is the availability, we'll call it, of Deshaun Watson. He is, at this point, cleared all of his social media uh, from anything related to the Houston Texans. He is basically, you know removed any connections back to the team and made it perfectly clear that this relationship is over. Now, does that mean necessarily that their Texans move on from him? May not. I mean, he may just end up sitting, uh, you know, at the, at the house for the 2021 season. It doesn't mean that it's automatic that they're going to trade him, but all signs point to a very distinct possibility that he could be on the move. Okay. So the common or one of the more popular, I should say, theories out there is that Carr is going to get traded to the Colts and then for a couple of picks and along with Darren Waller, which I saw, ridiculous, but anyways, for the sake of the story, for a couple of picks coming back to the Raiders and then the Raiders would then package, um, or not Derek Carr, maybe Carr would be moving to the Texans, but anyways, the point being though is that the Raiders would then package four first-round picks to send over to the Texans for Deshaun Watson, okay? So I think this is a ridiculous notion. I think it's a ridiculous um, story. I think that it's unfortunate that every freaking year at the same time, we have to field the nonsense that's on Twitter around Derek Carr. Um, I'm not a Derek Carr apologist. If you've listened to this show long enough, you know that, I am fully willing to call out when the guy's not playing well or does goofy stuff or, as Ice Cube would say, gets a little back footy with it. There's some things about Derek Carr that drive me nuts, but the 2020 Raiders were very well complimented and led by Derek Carr on the field. Now, you can it's fair. You can lobby any criticism you want because you can have your own opinion. doesn't make you wrong um, about what he is in the locker room as a leader, but on the field, he was great. 
Derek Carr was the top 10 quarterback. Like, at some points, I would even say he was playing an MVP caliber. You may not agree with that, but early in the season, considering the teams that he was beating and who he was playing against and how well he was playing, I gotta remember to look at the camera, and how well that he was playing, like, this, Derek Carr wasn't the problem. So I don't believe, like, the Raiders are, like, actively looking on to move on from him to go get Deshaun Watson. Like, we got bigger fish to fry, okay? So that said, I don't think also that it's unreasonable to think that the Raiders aren't fielding phone calls. And back when we used to do Mondays with Mikey and Murph, Mikey and I had a long discussion and debate around the difference between shopping a player and getting offers on a player. So here's what I think about Derek Carr. Do I want the Raiders to move on from Derek Carr? No, I'm, I don't think that, no, I think he's great. I think he's a leader. I think he's a good player. I think that he does everything he needs to do and is capable of doing everything he needs to do to take us far and deep into the playoffs, if not win a Super Bowl. I firmly believe that. Now that said, I also am a firm believer that everyone's got a price tag. I got a price tag. You got a price tag. Everything I own's got a price tag. If I, I will often say, if it's not nailed to the floor or named after me, it's for sale. Like, if you get a stupid offer for something, I, I don't care. Like, if you offer me double what this is worth, okay, here, you can have it, you know? And so the, the Raiders aren't shopping Derek Carr, but if someone calls them up and gives them a stupid offer, then the Raiders are stupid to not take it. So I don't think they're shopping him. That, and there's a big, distinct difference. And all these people on Twitter, and I just read, I was reading through Twitter before we got on the show. Like, these are like legit, or quote, legit reporters that have the blue check mark next to their name and everything that are throwing out like scenario after scenario after scenario. Here's car to the Colts. Here's car to the Bears. Here's car to the Texans. Here's car to this. Here's car to that. And I'm like, we're just literally throwing out things and seeing what sticks. Like, and, and this is what I, uh, the reason why I shout this stuff down and I think that it's goofy, is for the exact reason that I said on Friday's show. You take enough L's, Raider Nation. You, you lose enough. This team loses enough on its own. Don't take another L by investing into some line of thought that's never going to come to fruition. Like, unless, and look, and if then if it does come to fruition, great. Like, I mean, look, I mean, I'm all about the Raiders. I'm not about Derek Carr. I'm about Derek Carr because he's a Raider, but I'm about the Raiders first. And if the Raiders can get an unfair exchange of value for Derek Carr because he's a cock commodity, because he had a great season, because there's another team out there that's ready to win, because he's got a, a cap-friendly deal for the Raiders to move on from him. So if somebody wants to give us three first-round picks or two first-round picks even, plus a second, plus a, the Bears want to give us two firsts and Roquan Smith, okay, let's go. Send him. Boom. So, bye, Derek. Love you. Bye-bye. Like, cause this is a business, man. So if that happens, that's fine. Now here's the other, here's the thing that I, is where I, I feel like it gets silly. If you move on from Derek Carr because you got a stupid offer, well, fine, but you're not going to turn around and then take all that equity you just built and give it away to the Texans so you can get it a quarterback. That ain't going to happen. Now, I'm not saying that they are going to like necessarily would roll with Mariota in that sense. But if you've got four first rounders, I'm calling the Patriots to see what they want for Stefan Gilmore. Right. You get what I'm saying? That's kind of the idea that where, where I get a little detached from what Twitter GM says, don't take all the value you just built and give it to the Texans. 
Well, what are you doing for yourself? You know what I mean? You're acquiring one guy for all the, like, you could get a lot for four first round picks. There's a lot of players you can go out there and get. There's a lot of good cornerbacks in the league and we need them. You know what I mean? So we could easily change the complexion of our defense by acquiring two or three or four players. You know, a guy like Gilmore, you add to the roster, Richard Sherman, which we're going to get to in a little bit, has expressed interest in playing for the team. You sign Leonard Williams. Maybe you sign Melvin Ingram. All of a sudden, what's our defense look like? Way different, right? So no need to like blow all that value out and give it to another team. That just doesn't make sense to me. So I hope I hope that like makes sense. Like I'm not opposed to the Raiders moving on from Carr, but only for the right reasons. And I'm definitely opposed to if the Raiders do build any of that value to just turn around and get rid of it because everyone's got a price tag. Everyone's got a value associated with them. Heck, I love Darren Waller. If someone wants to give us unfair value for him, bye. I mean, because I want the Raiders to win long-term. Like, I mean, I hate that. I mean, I can't believe I just came out of my mouth. I love Darren Waller. He's probably my favorite player in the Raiders, him and Abram. But like, unfair value, man. If you own a car and it's worth $10,000 and somebody offers you $30,000 for it, buy car. I don't, not that, I wouldn't even do that on purpose, but buy vehicle. Like I'm not that attached to it. Like have it. You can have it for that much money. I'll go get another one. That's just as cool or maybe even better and not give up that $30,000 for it. Right. My only, I'll go buy another one for 20. That's twice as cool as the car that I sold you and still have money left over to go do something else. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the mentality. I think you got to think with Raider nation. And so Anyways, I hope that makes some sense. Last thing I'll say about it is this. The timing of this stuff is not a coincidence. When you look at the history of this talk, whether it's about Derek Carr or anybody else, frankly, about the Raiders, it's because of Al Davis. Al Davis loved to be in the spotlight. He loved to get the attention. And Super Bowl week, when the Raiders weren't in it, meant everybody was talking about something else that wasn't the Raiders. So what was Al notorious for doing was inserting himself into the narrative. When you log on to Twitter today, what are people talking about? Anybody talking about the matchup between Tom Brady and, you know, the Chiefs secondary? Nope. Anybody talking about Chiefs that went on the COVID list? Anybody talking about, you know, the the, the freaking front seven of the, of the Buccaneers and how they're going to generate pressure to Mahomes? Nope. Nobody's talking about that. Everyone's talking about Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, heck, Andrew Luck coming back to the Colts. Like, there's all kinds of stuff out there today. The Raiders that have inserted themselves into the narrative, and the Raiders are making it about the Raiders. And that's courtesy of Al Davis. The apple doesn't far fall from the tree, and I love that. So anyway, speaking of Al Davis, let's take a break, and let's hit a little bit on what we're going to see tomorrow night on Al versus the NFL. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they put out a banger podcast. Hey Raider Nation, this is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. I want to appreciate everybody that's in the chat. Um, it's really hard for me to keep up in the chat throughout the show, especially when I'm going on, I'm rambling on and on, but um, I always go back and read it uh, after the show's over. And so appreciate everyone that's in there tonight. Aaron, the Q doc Raider, of course, the big easy is in there. Rich Diso is in there. Reese rock 
Raider Critique, Silver and Blacksmith, Ron the Raider Raider, Ron the Raider Raider, Ron the Mater Raider holding it down in there. Rogue Code is in there. Anthony Provencio is in there. Matthew Mangus is in there. Uh, Lencho is in there. Sick with it is in there. Kevin the Raider Nerd is in there. Uh, so many good folks. Um, Kill Jadis is in there. What's up, Kill Jadis? Pete M is in there. Sugar Shane's in there. Freddie Chavez is in there. Hefe KC is in there. Keep it easy there, uh, uh, Chiefs fan. I love it. I can't. Aaron Q Dog Raider is in there. Todd Clements is in there. OA is in there. Oh, man. So many folks in there tonight. Appreciate all of you. I can't tell you how many freaking these stupid Chiefs calls I've been getting lately. I don't know if that, that's you, uh, Hefe KC, or not. I mean, well played. Uh, not well played enough for me to play him on the air on the show, but I get these freaking Raider Roos in there. What's up, buddy? Um, I get these voicemails from, you know, drunk Chiefs fan where they just kind of go on and on and on. Uh, it's it's actually pretty funny. Um, if they weren't Chiefs fans, I'd probably play them on the air. You'd have to get really clever. I'll just say that. Uh, if you can keep calling the show all you want, but you're going to have to get really clever uh, for me to play your your message on the air. First off, don't be so disparaging. If you just want to call up and give us a good take, I'll take that. But uh, don't don't you call up and start taking shots at the Raiders, especially a Raider fan. Then no, that'll never make it on. Um, okay, so let's talk about Al versus the NFL. What's going on for tomorrow night? If you missed it. Uh, just look on the network, look on our YouTube channel, and uh, you will see there that we did a special on Wednesday. Uh, was it Wednesday? No, uh, Sunday. Uh, Swaggy Jeff and I did on Al versus the NFL. We called it the primer. Uh, we just wanted to kind of explore some of the ideas of what we thought we might see on the upcoming special tomorrow night. What's up, OA? Thank you, OA, for that donation in there, uh, that Super Chat donation. 100% of that money is going to go to the uh, One Nation Foundation, uh, which in turn will uh, go to the Bolitnikoff Foundation this year. Appreciate that. And he says, it blows my mind. Stafford or, uh, is not better than Carr. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? Stafford and Carr, I, I've always, at least in my brain, have kind of thought of them the same. Like, guys that really were pretty good, but had a lot of inconsistency around them in terms of talent. Like, I kind of thought the same thing. Of course, Carr in 2016, different story. But when you look at some of those, like especially like the first you know, few years of Derek Carr, like really inconsistent in terms of talent on both sides of the ball. Um, and I always kind of felt the same way about Stafford. So I think, I think that's a good, good call out there. It's going to be really interesting to see what the freaking Rams do, man. Um, crazy. But uh, anyways, appreciate that donation. OA. All right. Um, so this Al versus the NFL. So Swag Jeff and I did a full hour on Al versus the NFL. And uh, so go back and check that out. So I won't repeat anything there, but I do want to tell you this, that, this thing, man, the more I hear about it, the more fired up I get. I think this is going to be amazing. And as we're talking about this, I want to share something with you. Um, this is, to me, the epitome of what this special should and I hope is about. And when you look at this picture here, so what we're looking at is we're looking at Al Davis, of course, uh, Brent Gumble holding the microphone, Pete Rozelle holding the trophy, Flores is just over Al's left shoulder, and then uh, Art Shell uh, is there just next to Flores. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, thank you for your donation, my friend. He says DC4 is better than Stafford nowadays. And I do agree with that. And I think that despite Matthew Stafford not being nearly as old as, as uh, we think he should be because he's been in the league a million years, but at DC4, I, I agree. I'd, I'd take him over Stafford in a second. Um, anyways, let's look at this picture. So this is great. So we're going to start. We're going to end with Al. But look at this picture. So you got Pete Rozelle. 
handing Al Davis the trophy, highly resentful of the man he's getting ready to hand the trophy to, so much so that he's got two hands on it because he doesn't want to shake Al's hand. So he's got two hands on this trophy as he's getting ready to hand it over. Why he's wearing a gift bow on his left lapel, I have no idea. Like, did somebody hand him the Lombardi trophy with a gift bow on it, and then he took it and put it on his suit? Like, what is that all about? So that's really interesting. But then let's go ahead and move on over, and let's look at Bryant Gumbel. Bryant Gumbel is looking down at Al's fist, which we're going to talk about last. Like, he's wondering, who's catching that fist? Because that freaking fist is going to somebody. And Gumble's wondering, do I need to duck in case Al misses and does and blast me in the face instead? Like, that's genuine concern over, hey, I wonder if a fight's gonna break out. Then you got Art Shell, which is over Bryant Gumble's right shoulder. Art Shell looking like the baddest dude in the room. Probably because he is, him and him and Upshaw. But like, I love the like stoic nature of Art Shell, like not even looking at what's going on, just almost like. I don't want to say standing guard, but like, he's just like, I don't know, man. Like he just like unaffected to like this whole story that's playing out in front of him. It's, it's amazing. Then we go to Tom Flores Flores. You can only see half of his face, but look at the way he's looking at Pete Rozelle. Like he's looking at Pete Rozelle. Like, yeah, you're about to get punched. And I'm going to laugh when it happens. Like he's just got this like grin on his face. That's incredible. I just, I love that. And then last, of course, Al Davis with the biggest smile we've ever seen on his face. As Bill King would say, he's smiling ear to ear like a slit watermelon. Like he referred to John Madden, right? Like he's got the biggest smile and that fist. Now, granted, I know, you know, Raider Nation, we've seen that fist enough. We know he wasn't going to knock him out. We know that was Al's move. That was Al's like, yeah, like, let's go. Like, but that was, this fist is more than just like, let's go. That's, I got you, you son of a, you know, this rivalry between these two men, I hope now granted in the end, it ended amicably. They had great respect for each other. And before Pete's passing, they made amends, but I hope that they really get into this rivalry because Al Davis, as Howard Cosell says in the trailer, he was a gutter fighter. Al Davis would do anything that it takes to win. And Al Davis freaking won. And he won with a wild card team. He did something that the NFL never thought they would see. And you see in this picture, this is the culmination of a, a, a battle that had been going on since the early 60s to the late 60s when Pete Rozelle and the Hunts swept out the, the merger from underneath Al. And he knew, you sucker, you got to hand me that damn trophy and crown us. Crown us as the damn champions. I love this picture. This might be one of my all-time favorite Raider pictures. And uh, yeah, uh, Matthew Mengus says in the chat, I'm Al effing Davis. Absolutely, brother. I love that. So I cannot wait for this episode tomorrow and or this show this 30 for 30 and uh, and see where where they go with it so one of the things that we speculated on um i'm gonna play you a little clip so this is from the show that jeff and i did al versus the nfl we speculated a little bit about the idea that you know being that this is disney that they might do some cgi recreations uh before I get to that, Tyrone Graves with the donation in there. Thank you, Tyrone Graves. Much appreciate that, my friend. Thank you. Tyrone is always in the chat. We appreciate you and a huge support of Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you for that donation. 100% goes uh, to the One Nation Foundation. Thank you so much. Um, 
So anyway, so I'm gonna play this clip for me. So this is the some comments that we had uh, during our Al versus the NFL show, speculating on some of the recreation, the rebuilding of the story. For a film about Al Davis, well, not that one. This one. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So a couple things interesting that stood out to me there was that yeah, I love hearing the old clips, which this yes. thing's gonna be loaded with. But I also noticed that like there's one Al Davis voiceover in there where he starts listing off like his championships and all that stuff. And then yeah. there's the, the Pete Rosell thing. That's not their voices. Those are voice doubles. And so I'm wondering if we're going to see or he, well, I know we're going to hear voice doubles. So basically like reenactments, but I wonder if, you know, nowadays, look, ESPN is part of the Disney company. Disney is really good at, you know, watch the star Wars movie, rogue one. They literally yes. brought Peter Cushing back to life. They've brought, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it turn this off or hit the mute button right now about the mandalorian season two have you seen it jeff oh yeah okay they brought luke skywalker back to life they've brought Uh carrie fisher back to life like they've they made robert downey jr young they made nick fury young like that's what the disney company does i would not be surprised if we saw some pete roselle al davis kind of like reenactments via computer cgi kind of vibe you know absolutely absolutely all right so there you go so that we were you know that's what we had wondered if this was going to happen well sure enough so espn releases it today for those of you that are familiar with the term deep fake and about putting digital images on other people this is exactly what we're going to see tomorrow night for a film about al davis and pete roselle who are both deceased we had to rely on multiple techniques to bring them back to life. Enter Deepfake, technology that can put the face of historical people onto stand-ins. You're essentially taking an actor and instead of putting a physical mask on them, you're putting a digital mask on them in post-production. We had stand-ins come to Allegiant Stadium and under strict safety protocols, we had them deliver lines of dialogue. What's most important to you? In favor of sweeter deals and newer stadiums in other cities. Now let's close the gap between the two lines. In most films, you're done when you walk off the set. That wasn't the case here. Much of the hard part was still to come. And that was actually the technology of bringing the spirits of Al and Pete back by creating the deep fake mask to place onto our actors. All of that process that we went through to get there combines left with this one singular thing it's magic all right there we go so it's gonna be pretty cool man so you know there i saw a little bit of rumblings on twitter about like oh like this is a little bit disrespectful or like i would have never signed off on this i i, I don't think it's a problem like let me know what you think chat room but like Look, first and foremost, like this is a Mark Davis sponsored thing. Like they had access to Allegiant Stadium. Mark Davis is not going to let uh, some documentary tarnish the image of his father. That ain't going to happen. So it's not going to be disrespectful. And I think that like with a lot of documentaries you, you see, there's reenactments that get done. Well, now they don't have to get 
crazy with camera tricks and like rubber masks and things. Now they just digitally project an image over somebody to make them Al Davis. So I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, all right, before we move on from that and we get into the sea of fans mailbag, actually, I got, I got one other story for you before we do that, but, um, I want to, uh, acknowledge a, 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 a comment in the chat room. Uh, Matthew Mangus says, uh, I so want to meet Mark Davis and tell him what his dad meant to me. Um, and I want to share a story with you. If, uh, for those of you familiar with this show, you've probably heard the story before, but I want to share this cause it's really cool, man. So my cousin, Sonny, who, uh, I started this show with, he and myself and uncle Mosh and swag Jeff went to the Bulitnikoff foundation, uh, dinner, uh, two years ago, uh, or a little, little over a year ago now, anyways. And one of the people that we met there was Mark Davis. And my cousin, Sonny, took the opportunity to do exactly what you just did. And his, his exact words to Mark were, I grew up with my dad telling me stories about your dad. And look at the look on, on Mark's face when Sonny told him that. Like, you know, the, his dad meant the world to him, man. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to how this thing plays out because, you know, it's going to do out right. Like, this isn't a hit piece. This isn't going to be some dopey ESPN thing. There's the one of the three of us there, of uh, of me and Sonny with, with Mark there. But it was, um, yeah, man, like, this is going to be good. This is going to be legit. You know, a lot of times as Raider fans, and, you know, we're easy targets. You know, the team hasn't been all that great since for 20 years. So it's real easy to make fun of the Raiders. It's really easy to make fun of Raider fan. Um, I don't think we're going to be a punching bag on this thing. And that maybe is one of the reasons why I'm just realizing this now. That might be one of the reasons I'm so fired up for it because this is going to celebrate the greatness of the Raiders, which to go back to this, there you go. There's the greatness of the Raiders for you. All right, let's hit a break. And then uh, I got one more story to get to before we jump into the sea of fans mailbag. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. Linebacker, number 41, Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano. And you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. All right, let's shout out the chat here. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Tyrone Graves, Raider Critique, Sugar Shane, Lencho, Ron the Mater Raider, uh, May Spitfire is in there, Raider Rue is in there, uh, Ms. Molly is in there, Big Easy is in there, Kevin Raider Nerd is in there. Appreciate all of you, as always, supporting us here at Raiders Fan Radio. All right, Raider Rue. All right, now he, he says, I almost met Murph once. He essentially laughed at me because I couldn't get into the stage door casino. Now, that is not true. That is not true at all. So when we were at stage door for the Raiders home opener against the Saints, stage door was very limited capacity because of COVID. And so th- there was a big line that stayed, you know, going for a long time. I was able to, to talk to John and we got Kevin in. Uh, we got, uh, got a handful of people in that we knew. Um, but we were right in the middle of doing this like big show, this big thing with Raider Cody, with our buddy. And so I went to go use a restroom at one point and I saw Rue was out there. And so I whispered to like the bouncer, I go, hey, and I pointed at Rue and I said, hey, get that guy in, get, you know, and that's when I like pointed at Rue and waved at him or whatever. But then I had to like run back and get to the thing. So I couldn't follow up on it. And I was waiting for Rue to come in. But then sure enough, um, 
He never made it in. And then when I talked to him afterwards, um, Rue said that, and I, I might, he might even talked about it on one of his shows, on one of his podcasts. Um, but anyways, he mentioned that he couldn't get in uh, in time and he needed to head back to the hotel to go hang out with the family and watch the, watch the game because he was missing the game and he didn't want to miss the game. So anyways, Raider Rue, no, I would not laugh at you until you couldn't get in. In fact, I tried to get you in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kevin the Raider Nerd says, LOL, I remember that. Rue was stuck outside. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's so big easy says, well, now we know how you rate Rue. No, I rated him highly. I took his, I had like literally like three seconds and I told the guy, hey, get him in, get him in. And it just never manifested apparently. Uh, but anyways, uh, okay. Okay. Raider Rue says, my story will always be that Murph laughed at me for not being able to get in, even if it's not true. Fair enough. If it makes for a better story, I am all for it. Uh, absolutely. All right. Let's go to one more. Um, one more interesting story that, that I saw this week. And um, this is cool, man. Uh, so, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about this whole player movement thing. And there's so many players that get on the move during the offseason and, and things that are, like whenever we talk about these Derek Carr things and all this craziness, it can get a little far-fetched, right? Well, something that is not far-fetched is there are a handful of players, okay? We've talked about Mark Ingram, okay, coming to the Raiders. Be an excellent compliment. Be an excellent change of pace to Josh Jacobs. We've talked about maybe somebody like a Julio Jones, a a clear cut number one wide receiver on a team that's going to be in a rebuilding year. Maybe can get him at, at, at a at a not a quote a discount, but at a fair value because you know he's already seen the big bucks, so he's maybe he's not going to command as much. Like there are some that make sense. Another one recently that we've talked about is Richard Sherman. As soon as Gus Bradley got hired, immediately all of us started thinking, or not all of us, but a lot of us started thinking about Richard Sherman and the viability of bringing, you know, a clear leader into the locker room, somebody that could be not only a great player still, you know, much like a la Charles Woodson, right, when he came in, and, and he's not even near that old when Woodson came back, but still could be a very effective player and a guy that could be a leader and a mentor to our young secondary and frankly another coach on the field because he knows Gus Bradley's system as well probably as Gus Bradley like he's played in it and he's played under different guys that have coached that system because it started with Gus Bradley but then it went to Dan Quinn and like other guys right so Sherman's been in this defense forever so here's what's cool so Sherman and Gruden end up on Chris Collinsworth podcast not that long ago, like just maybe a couple days ago. And they start having this conversation about that very thing, about Sherman becoming a Raider. Well, here's something that's interesting. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Sherman doesn't have an agent. Sherman was and has become famous for negotiating his own contracts. He negotiates his own deals. And at time had criticism lobbied at him for like the, the deal that he came up with when he went to the Niners. That, you know, whatever, whatever, different credit. But anyways, point being though, he don't have to wait around for like an agent and like, like, so if, if he's speaking in terms, like you're getting ready to hear him speak, like knowing that John Gruden calls the shots on personnel and knowing that Richard Sherman calls his own shot on his contracts. I think you just are getting ready to hear them work out, not the terms of the deal, of course, cause that would be tampering, but the idea that Richard Sherman is going to be a Raider. 
We got a lot of stuff to talk about here now, not even to mention the fact that uh, you now have a new defensive coordinator uh, in Gus Bradley that we're all very excited about. And that's Richard's former coach. I know that. And uh, what, the first two years, right? First two years, Richard? Yep, first two years. First Should have been first Pro Bowl year, first All-Pro year, 2012, eight picks. Gus runs a hell of a scheme. Oh, here we go. Now, John, not that any of this could be um, construed as uh, as sending out a resume or anything, but <laughs> it's possible Richard's available. But I know there's tampering rules out there, and I don't want to bring up anything that might create a problem for you because I know you've been – You've been fined a few shekels over the years. Yes, I have. I've been fined. I've been punished very, very harshly. But uh, Richard <laughs> Sherman, uh, if you are a free agent, which there is a rumor you are, uh, we are looking for an alpha presence in our secondary, somebody that can play this Hawk 3 press technique with the read step. Uh, if you're available and interested, maybe you and I can get together at some point off air, brother. Yeah, there's a conversation to be had for sure. Um, you know, I am I am free and available these days, um, fortunately and unfortunately. But uh, that scheme is, you know, that Gus runs, um, and he runs it more than anybody else. You know, it, it, there are some coaches, you know, that dabble in and dabble out and go man and go zone and, and go quarters and go there. Gus lives in it. You know, Gus lives and dies by an eight-man box. You're not going to be able to run the ball, and we're going to stop the pass. And um, and that's 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 – He's like one of the godfathers of it. You know, it's, it's him, Pete, DQ, you know, Chris Richard, they're all in there. Um, and so you're going to get the originators. I love that, man. I love it. And look, I was not a Richard Sherman fan when he was a Seahawk. I certainly wasn't a fan of his when he was a Niner, but I'll love him as a Raider. Like he's just Raidery enough. He's a California guy, man, played at Stanford. Like he's, I could totally see him being a Raider. And that mentality that he could bring to that secondary, like, I'm in for that, man. Like, I'm all about that. I've I've said a few times, I think that, you know, Jonathan Abram could be the next, you know, like a Cam Chancellor type. Not the length that Cam has, because he's, I mean, Cam's like, well, like 6'3 or something. Um, but, you know, like, who who better than to bring that out of somebody like Jonathan Abram than a guy like Richard Sherman? Like, I mean, Richard Sherman's got a lot of cred, man. Like, he can bring a lot of respect and authority to not only the deep, not only the secondary, but the entirety of the defense. Like, who's our big leader on defense? If if your leader on offense is, you know, Rodney Hudson, which I still think is often undersold as a leader, just because he plays center. Um, you know, just like the same reason that like Upshaw was never viewed as the leader of the Raiders' offense when really he was. It, but Snake, you know, Stabler often got the credit for it, but really it was Upshaw. But anyways, but point being though, if Upshaw and Stabler were your leaders on offense, and in this version of the Raiders, Carr and Hudson are the leaders of your offense, who's our leader on defense? I'm like, I don't know. And maybe there is somebody that, because we're not in the locker room, I don't know. But from afar... As a fan, I don't see anybody taking the reins. I don't see anybody taking up that mantle of leadership. I mean, I'd see a lot of C's on defensive players' chests, but I don't see in a game, I don't see anybody taking control in terms of like on the sidelines or even on the field. Like, I don't see anybody doing the things that, you know, we would have seen, you know, I'm trying to think of like probably like Kirk Morrison, I would say, with like somebody that was clear cut 
like the leader of our defense. You know, maybe a Derek Burgess, maybe somebody like that in terms of like, I'm trying to think of like recent history. Like, you know, Namdi was, you know, I would say obviously Charles Woodson. Like, that's probably the best example. But Charles Woodson is a freaking going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, hopefully this weekend. Um, so he's almost like, that's like, you know, it's so obvious. Like, I feel stupid even saying it. But like, we haven't had that in a long time. So I think somebody like a Richard Sherman could bring that presence to a secondary. I think it makes a lot of sense. Clearly, just listen to him. Listen to John. It's going to make a lot of sense. And I think that that is something that we're going to very likely see. I think, you know, Julio's probably a little bit of a stretch. But Ingram on the offensive side, Sherman on the defensive side, somebody up front like a Leonard Williams, Again, all of a sudden, the complexion of the 2021 Raiders starts to change dramatically. And I think those are very logical and likely of scenarios, not, hey, let's get 45 picks for Derek Carr and send them all to the Texans to get Deshaun Watson. Fair enough? There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's caught, he's thrown. It is. So a lot of talk in the chat room about my uh, my Richard Sherman comments. Yeah, you know, like, look, he's not the player he, he once was, you know, talking about him getting burned and things like that. Q-Dog Raider says Sherman is a free safety. See, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's time. You know, we see so many great cornerbacks that when they kind of lose that that half a step, move to the safety s- slot and uh, and do amazing back there. You could definitely see something like that. Um Gaurab says he's old and done. I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Like, you know, when you're talking about, and look at, he's a, he was a great player. Um, when you're that great, when you lose a step, well, you're already two steps ahead of the, of the other guys. So you can afford to lose a step and you can still find greatness. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't necessarily think he's done. Rod Woodson comes to mind. Rick says in there, absolutely. Um, uh, a lot of new names in there. Marcus 85, Aguarab, as I mentioned, Kiljadis is in there. Rick is in there. Uh, Q-Dog Raider says Sherman at free safety. Hefe is in there. Uh, Anthony Provencio, um, a lot of folks in there. And uh, uh, Raider Critique says Richard Sherman did the best WWE promo impression ever. That was one of my favorites. I'll tell you what, the funniest thing about that, uh, and he's talking about, of course, post-NFC Championship game. I forget what year it was, but it was when the Seahawks played the 49ers. And, uh, and, and that Seahawks defense dominated the Niners. And, uh, and Richard Sherman was going off with Aaron uh, Andrews on the, uh, on the field there right after the game. And uh, the funniest part about that to me is that I know what it looked like, but I always replay it in my head as different because at some, one point, like Aaron Andrews looks, and I, I don't have the audio, I wish I did, but Aaron Andrews looks over at him and she's got the microphone. She goes, because he was talking, because Richard Sherman was going on about, about people talking crap about him. You can't talk about this, and you can't talk about that, and you talk crap about me, and you talk crap about this. And like at one point, she like looks at him when she's got a microphone. She goes, "Richard, who is talking about you?" <laughs> and my like, hands a microphone. He just goes, "Crabtree." <laughs> it's so funny to me, like that exchange because she sounds like she's in high school. Like, oh my gosh, Richard, who is talking about you? <laughs> 
It's so funny. Anyways, let's get to the Sea of Fans mailbag. And um, well, this is where we hear from the best of Raider Nation. This is you calling us or you emailing us. And um, you can uh, always get in touch with us each and every week two ways. You can email the show, show at RaidersFanRadio.com, or uh, you can call us, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346, the Raiders Fan Radio hotline. Call us with your hot takes. Um, so, yeah, you can email us, show at RaidersFanRadio.com, and we got two of those to get to tonight. First off, we're going to hear from our buddy Jeff Berg. Jeff Berg says, hey, you guys, it's been quite some time since I've had contact with you. My name is Raider64 since 68. Anyways, just wondering how things were going and hope all is well with you and both your families. Not a great season on many levels, but the fans who are lo- who lost out this year, uh, oh, but it was the fans who lost out this year. Was hoping to see Mariota the rest of the season when Carr went down. The D definitely needs addressing. Your thoughts on Gus Bradley. Have a great day. Thank you, Jeff Berg. Um, We've kind of talked about it a lot uh, already, so I'll save you the ramble. But uh, just to kind of give you my my Gus Bradley 101, each and every year he's coached a defense in the NFL. He has had a defense that statistically was in the top 10 in either yards allowed or points allowed. And I think that when you take the bottom-dwelling Raider defense that's always in like 27th or lower in – all of the major categories when it comes to defense. If you change one of those categories to a top 10, what does that equate to in wins? We know already that three times our offense handed our defense a lead with less than two minutes and all we needed was one stop and they couldn't do it and we lost three games. Those three games make an 11 win season for us and all of a sudden we're a playoff team, right? So I think that by Gus Bradley coming in, He has the full and realistic capability, even with the majority of the players that we already have. I don't even think, like, I talked a little bit ago about bringing in, like, you know, the difference that four or five or three or four different new starters would make. I don't even think it's going to take that much. I think that scheme-wise, stacking the box, eight men in the box. You heard Richard Sherman, eight guys in the box. You're not going to run the football against us. What's one of the things that we've been getting torched by forever, Right is by that. So we're going to stack the box. We're going to depend on our four, our front four to get a pass rush. Um, you know, I think that it's going to be a defense that we've seen similar things. We've seen similar, like, D coordinators, like Ken Norton Jr. that didn't blitz. They're, that's not, like, a new thing to the Raiders. But in terms of how it's going to be executed, I think we're going to see a, a, a big difference there. And I think it's going to instantly translate to better play. So um, I'm excited about Gus Bradley. I don't think he's washed as the kids say i think that he's fine look there are some guys that are just flat out better coordinators than they are head coaches see norv turner one of the greatest head coach or one of the greatest offensive coordinators you've ever seen sucked as a head coach so gus bradley not great as a head coach but everywhere he's been as a d coordinator he's had impressive results so i'm excited about it all right next up we're going to get to our buddy paul paul is in the uk he is in shropshire what we call mississippi but it is england and he says evening fellas hope you all are well as the nfl continues its journey towards the most vomit inducing super bowl in history we can concentrate on being another week closer to free agency in the draft however with all that comes a weekly treadmill of idiotic stories and speculation across the media this week it's colin cowchard's moment in the sun oh i didn't even talk about that dopey 
I would like to point out at this stage, I wasn't watching this fool at the time, but picked up the story on Twitter. Same, Paul. He managed to keep a straight face when he suggested that the Raiders should take Derek Carr, Darren Waller, and four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. I am still at a loss for words at this idiocy. People pay him good money to come up with this garbage. Even the car-hating part of the nation must have spat up coffee on the wall at the idea. Sadly, though, this is the modern way of reporting, and it's not going to change anytime soon. I know, it's like, who can get the hottest take? It's so stupid. Which brings me to the, to the other big topic that has been reported to death, which is this week is Nelson Aguilar's alleged, alleged rant in the locker room after the Dolphins game. Personally, I don't see it as a problem as him being upset. We all were, and I'm glad he had the desire and passion to call a few people out. I agree. Like, have none of you ever been in a locker room before? Like, you don't, you, you've never been in a locker room with a team that struggled before? If you've ever been, if you have ever played a team sport, and I'm not even talking about being a football player. I'm talking about being in a team sport. I don't care if you played basketball or baseball or soccer or whatever. If you've played any kind of a team sport and you are playing on a team that's struggling, you never had a player get up and fire people up and hold people accountable at halftime? Like, are you kidding me? Like, this was a story? It's so stupid to me. It's an emotional sport, and sometimes things need to be said. I'd be disappointed if it didn't happen at least a few times during the season. So I have no objection at all. In fact, it makes me want to keep him at the Raiders even more because he has a winner's mentality. I agree, Paul. What I do object to is the media reporting it with an agenda. Bingo. There you go. To cause division or claim that there's division already within the ranks. It's tabloid trash journalism, and I thought better of some of the journalists out there that gave us this platform. Dude, I'm so, so in agreement with you, Paul. Last week's show, you mentioned a Mount Rushmore for celebrity Raiders fans, so I've given a little thought. Here's my four, okay? Ice Cube has to be there. Amy Trask would be there as well because she's the Princess of Darkness, and Tiger Woods is a good call. But the number one for me is James Garner. Rockford Files, baby. I loved, as a, loved him as a kid, uh, seeing him in The Great Escape in the Rockford Files, and to then see him on the sidelines with the guys all the time cements him as the boss of celebrity fans. If anybody deserves the accolade of number one celebrity Raider fan, it has to be him. I dig it. Uh, this Thursday, ESPN's 30 for 30, Al Davis versus the NFL, and I'm more excited by this than I was uh, of Hard Knocks. I've always been of the opinion that Al was like a prize fighter that was constantly on the move and on the front door, or on the front foot, excuse me, uh, whereas Roselle was always on the ropes trying to land a jab here and there. They both stuck to their guns, though, and they had both been around. Um, now the move to Vegas would probably have been a tougher fight because of their tenacity. As you and Swago said on Sunday, I wonder who'll be giving the insight to what really was going on. For that reason, I'm intrigued by anything Mark Davis has to say. Virtually all the other owners looked upon the great man as an irritant. They wanted a cozy little cartel, and he was the one that always stirred the pot. They, 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 my Tennessee came out right there. They gave the impression they weren't scared of him, but they were. He was on a totally different level. In Hollywood terms, they saw him as the cowboy villain, the man in black, the evil anti-hero. But when, in fact, he was more like Yul Brynner in the Magnificent Seven. Right on, Paul. Or I would say Luke Skywalker in Return of the Jedi. Yes, he wore black, but he knew that that was right. He fought for what he believed in, and nothing got in his way. He was the ultimate maverick figure, and he usually won the fight. Best of all, he was ours, and he gave us everything we hold dear today, and God bless him for it. Oh, Paul. One through a wall over here. I'm looking forward to it immensely, and they better not paint him as the villain of that piece or they'll incur the nation's wrath. 
Whatever we see, I'm looking forward to the Tales from the Nation Part 2 as well. I get the feeling we'll have some fascinating topics from it. Yeah, we're going to do a follow-up show. Jeff and I are going to get back on after this thing is aired, after I watch it probably five times, as I know you will, or 500 times, and, uh, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, this could be a good weekend after all. Stay safe. RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, Paul Edgerton in Shropshire, Mississippi. Where's my Paul? There it is. Uh, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner 2019. Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020. BRT Sizzler scorekeeper. Proud made man. And five-time, 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 plus one winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Paul. 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 Your name Paul. Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. 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 I met him with Paul. Who? Paul. Paul. Yes, Paul. Paul's not here. Hey, Paul. Paul. Uh, hi. I'm Paul. All right. Appreciate you, Paul, and appreciate all of the uh, the emails tonight. All of the emails being Jeff and Paul. <laughs> so appreciate Jeff. Um, before I jump into the calls, let's go to the chat room. FAKC is in there. Rick uh, 4777 is in there. Blind Athlete is in there. Appreciate you, Blind Athlete. Kill Jadis is in there. Matthew Mangus is in there. Big Easy, Ron the Materator, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Anthony Provencio. Houston Raider Steve is in there. What's up? The Historian represent. Kevin Lurker is in there. Raider Steve, as I mentioned. Um, uh, Daniel Mangus, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. Uh, appreciate all of you. I can't scroll up, but I always go back and read it. So thank you very, very much. Thank you, Rick. He says, great show, Murph. Appreciate you uh, supporting us. All right, let's get to the voicemails. You can call us. If we, mention, uh, if we play your voicemail uh, three times on the show, you become a made man or a made woman. Glocks R Us is in there. What's up, Glocks? Um, so you can call us at 909 909- Three four five three three four six. That is nine zero nine three four five three three four six. And if we play your message on the air three times, you become a made man or a made woman. And the leader of that crew is the one and only. He is Aaron, the Q Dog Raider, and we always kick off this segment with him. Greetings, Don Murph, Underboss Sunny, Sergeant in Arms, Big Raider Trucker, the Sizzler, Mojo for when the universe speaks, Ramon the Mean King, uh, Swaggy J, Uncle Mosh. Nation, it's your couple here in the Q-Dog Raider coming from the great state of Texas. We're only a few days away from the big game, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm put myself out there on a limb and make a prediction. Uh, I got Tampa Bay winning at home 3-2. to two. Um, It's going to end up uh, 0-0 in regulation. It's going to go to penalty kicks, and who actually gives a damn who wins that game? Come on! Now, there's been a lot of consternation, confusion, debate, uh, people getting in their feelings, people putting out takes online and otherwise. Listen, it doesn't matter whether or not DC4 is our quarterback next season. The only thing that matters is answering a simple question. What is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing season after season and expecting different results. Now, here we're going to saddle up for 2021. DC4 under center. Are we making the playoffs? Now, everybody knows, and this is a really, um, you know, layup take. The defense is the problem, has been the problem, will continue to be the problem until we actually throw some assets and get some leadership, uh, Richard Sherman. And while I'm talking about leadership, uh, 
you know, there's other folks out there that we can look to uh, in order to get some leadership on both sides of the ball. And I'm going to keep on banging away and banging away to make sure that we get some more leadership on both sides of the ball, Mark Ingram. Um, Come on. Think about this for a little bit. But honestly, in, in 2019, somebody said, and you know what? Um, uh, TB12, Tom Brady is going to be your quarterback. Uh, somebody said in, uh, 2019, uh, Philip Rivers is going to be your quarterback. Um, you get where I'm going with this. 2020, somebody said, Matt Stafford, he's going to be your quarterback. Let's just dial back the, uh, sentiment a little bit. Just win, baby. Make sure that we make the playoffs, make the most of all of our draft picks coming up. And we're just going to debate it. Whether it comes true or not, we have absolutely zero say-so in what the front office does, period, point blank, end of discussion. And as a leader, the firstborn of the firstborn of the firstborn, uh, two-time college captain of my basketball team, honcho and leader of my pledge line, um, all-state basketball player, I know a little bit about leadership. And DC4, he ain't no leader, period. Woo! The hit list, Hot take. Um, both teams in the Super Bowl. Can't wait to get to the Star Wars episode. Come on, Aaron, the Q Dog Raider. Appreciate you, Aaron, as always, with the hot takes, man. I love love Aaron. And, uh, yeah, man, I look forward to the Star Wars show as well, man. We're going to have a good time uh, with that, man. And uh, uh, in the chat room there, um, Rick4777 says, how about Marcus Williams, free safety, coming to the Raiders? You know, I heard that name brought up in an article this week, too. I wasn't really familiar with Marcus Williams, but, man, you look at his resume for the Saints, dude is legit, man. So I, I think that's a great uh, call out there. Uh, I think that's definitely – but the, the thing that worries me about Marcus Williams is that the article also mentions, like, $14 million a year. Like, that's a pretty steep price tag for a free safety. So, um, anyways um, – but appreciate uh, uh, you in there. Um, uh, Rick and uh, Kojo's in there. Kevin Lurker's in there. Uh, who else we got in there? Uh, Anthony Provencio, of course. Danny Ray says, amazing podcast. Thank you, Danny Ray. I appreciate that compliment. Michelle Sweat's in there. Uh, a lot of good folks, as always. All right, um, let's see. Next up, we're going to get to uh, the rest of our callers. Here we go. Talking about OG made man around here. Let's check in with our buddy Mojo. Mojo from When the Universe Speaks. Mojo in San Diego. Murph, Mosh, Swaggy J, all the made men and women worldwide. This is your boy, Mojo, calling you from the center of the universe here in Hamul, California. I in the mountains, man. It's been a while since I called in. Rough season, man. Uh, but now it's on to free agency and a draft, right? So here's what I'm going to tell you. I got my eye on one fella, one man in free agency, trade, via whatever we got to do. There's only one guy that deserves to be wearing the silver and black at the end, at the end of the season, uh, the the free agency season here. It's J.J. Watt, dude. What? All in, man. You guys look at each other in the studio right now, look in all three of your faces, and you tell me that you can say we would not be inherently better with a guy like a monster like J.J. Watt. On the team, man. Pressure quarterback. Face the franchise. Let's go. Let's just do it, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into the draft here soon. Uh, I think I had a pretty good pick last year. Yeah, you did. Uh, let's see if I can nail it again this year. 
Until next time, just win, baby. Mojo out. Mojo out, man. I love it, Mojo. Appreciate uh, the call, my friend. Been a minute since we heard from Mojo. Um, so a couple things about that that take, man. I like the uh, all the things I said about Richard Sherman needing that you know leader. That's what you get from J.J. Watt too, right? You get a clear cut leader, a guy that can you know be the face of the defense and maybe even a face of the franchise. So I like that idea. The thing that I don't care for is he's a little injury prone, he's a little old, and he costs like $17 million a year. And as of right now, I think the salary cap's going to drop to like $178 million. And if it does, the Raiders are already $7 million over the cap. So now, granted, they can restructure some contracts and some things, and they can find some money. But is that where we want to invest at all? I'm not so sure, man. I think that there might be – look, I the necessity, yes, like – Edge rusher, pressure on the court, like all that stuff. Yes, 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 yes. So I fully agree with Mojo. I think that where it gets a little muddy, though, is the terms in which we acquire him. I just don't know if that one makes in, uh, all the sense. But you never know, man. It certainly could. It certainly could. And uh, But anyways, one way or the other, great to hear from our buddy Mojo. Check out his podcast, When the Universe Speaks. If you want to know about Bigfoot and bat people and killer coyotes and – a lot of stuff that, uh, uh, <laughs> that because of our PG-13 nature, I won't mention on this show, uh, check those guys out, man. Him and his, and his buddy, Big Gringo, do an amazing podcast over there, When the Universe Speaks. All right, so we're, we got the, uh, the OG made men rolling in here. Let's hear from the Materator, the man that holds down the chat each and every week, our buddy Ron. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Ron. I uh, just wanted to call in and uh, talk about Mayoff's interview. Um, the thing he said in that interview that gave me the most hope was when he uh, talked about, you know, what improvements need made. And he said that, the, you know, as far as the defensive goes, uh, the defense goes, sorry, uh, the cupboard isn't bare. And I think that's the most hope we can have is that these players aren't as bad as what they put on tape last year for whatever reason, because, you know, those guys put out, tape whether it be in college or Littleton with the Rams like they've shown they can play good football and for whatever reason last year good football didn't come out of them so maybe with the change in DCs um, or a little bit more uh, if we can get a guy like Mayock was talking about that you know really garners some attention from other teams but I do agree with them that the cover is not bare of talent and maybe uh, it's going to be one of those situations where with a few tweaks, we can get a lot more out of it than we needed to. Uh, or um, we don't need that much even, you know? I mean, God, we just need a middle-of-the-pack defense. We're not trying to be number Amen. one. Amen. So with the talent that's there, can we tweak it enough to get to the middle-of-the-pack next year? I think yes. So that's the thing in that interview that gave me the most hope, and that's what I'm I'm hoping on this offseason uh, will come true. So thanks for all you guys do. Have a good day. Bye. All right. Right on, Ron. Good to hear from Ron. Yeah, man, I love that sentiment. Like, we're not trying to – we don't need a top five defense. Like, literally. Like, we just need, like, a top, like, 20. Like, Derek Carr's record with a top 20 defense is, like, 12 and 3. Uh, Derek Carr's record with a top five defense is 0 and 0, and, ty- and his record with a top 10 defense is 0 and 0. Like, we, just, we don't need that. Like, get us to 15. Like, get us to 16. Like, get us in the middle of the pack 
and all of a sudden the W's, man, we, they will start coming. So I appreciate the take, Ron. Uh, great call. Good to hear from you as always, and thank you um, what you were, what you do for us every week. We're holding down the chat, man. Keep it clean in there. We appreciate that. All right. Um, oh, hey, don't forget. So whether it's the voicemails or the emails, so we heard from Jeff, we heard from Paul. We uh, Capo is ineligible, but we've heard from Mojo, Ron, and we got two more calls to get to. We award a Sizzler Award. Excuse me to the best of the calls, the best of the emails. And uh, when Mosh is here, he picks the sizzler. But in his absence, Swag Jeff picks it. But since Swag isn't here, it lands on me. Now, I don't like to, I mean, I like to pick it, but I would rather uh, be influenced by the chat room. So whoever in the chat room uh, is in there, whatever call or voicemail or whatever, call or voicemail, it's kind of the same thing. Whatever call or email you hear that you like, please let me know when we get to the sizzler portion. So just keep that in mind as we go forward. All right, next up, let's get to our, <laughs> this is crazy. This is the, so the karaoke kid is made and silver macho is made. And it turns out, and I kind of knew this, um, but I was leaving it to him to re- for the big reveal. It's the same person. So, cause I see the phone numbers. So I've, I've kind of known that it's the same person. So the Raider karaoke kid and silver macho savage and the dusty, uh, roads, the Raider nightmare or whatever, they're all the same guy. So this is Tom, uh, T3 Raider facts from, uh, the only nation podcast that I was on, um, a, a few weeks ago, uh, with him and Heidi and uh, of course our buddy Raider Homer. And so appreciated their invite of, uh, of having me guest on that show. I uh, always love to get on and, and collaborate with our fellow podcasters. And so, uh, yeah, so Tom's been, uh, been hitting us up here as these characters and, uh, keep them coming man, T3. Cause this is a lot of fun. And so here we go. This is, uh, hear him kind of like bringing it all together. This is the Raider Karaoke Kid with a special surprise for you. I would like to introduce a spoken word karaoke duet between Silver Macho Savage and the American Nightmare Dusty Raider. Okay, guys, you sure about this? I'm not so sure, but let's go for it. All right. My Raiders, there's only you in my life. The only thing that's right. My Raiders, your every breath that I take, your every step I make, even during the off-season, baby. And I, I want to share all my love with you. No one else will do. And your eyes, well, I can't really see your eyes because of those wraparound shades. Okay, let me uh, just take them off here. Ooh, now, ooh, those eyes say a lot. There, now, your eyes, they tell me how much you care. Oh, yeah, you will always be my rate of love. Okay, I'm starting to like this vibe a little bit here. So let's let's do another verse. I feel like something's missing though. Maybe a bath and some candles. Uh, maybe Rico, but I digress. So here we go. Oh no! Second verse. Two hearts. Two hearts that beat as one, and the season hasn't even begun. Forever. I'll hold the nation close in my arms. I have to resist all the social media harms. And Rudin, I'll be a fool for you, and as long as the team can win, you know I don't mind. Yeah, you know I don't mind one bit, Daddy, because you mean the world to me. Because I know, I know, I found, I found in you my endless rare love. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, thanks so much. 
This has been the Raider Karaoke Kid along with Silver Macho Savage and the American Nightmare Dusty Raider. <laughs> Stay strong, nation. We love you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ah, my glasses are fogging up. Oh, that was funny, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Kevin the Raiders says, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I don't either. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Q-Dog Raider says his best effort yet. Uh, a lot of laughing faces in there. Um, the Rico mention was was amazing. Uh, Daniel Mangus says, that was incredible. The Kill Janet says, all right, give it to him. Kevin says, get the wipes. I got him, Kevin. Hold on. I got the wipes right here. So these are because uh, every time I laugh, my glasses fog up. And so Kevin sent me these lens wipes because he's a cosplayer. And he says that we use these things on the inside of our helmets to keep them from fogging up. Oh, my gosh. Ugh, too funny, man. So, yeah, I got the, I'll get the NF fog wipes going. While I'm doing that, let's get to our last caller. Then I don't even know where to go. <laughs> I probably should have saved his call for last because that's a hard follow. But you know what, though? I'm going to give it to it. And speaking of OG made men around here, a guy that always holds it down on his own. He's in a chat room tonight. We don't see him in a chat room often enough. And he is a good friend of the show. We love this guy. We love his takes. We love his history. Let's check in with our buddy down in Texas, Houston Raider Steve. Murph, Mar, Swag, Jeff, Nation. It's a great uh, show you did on the uh, Tales of the Nation about the uh, Al Davis versus the NFL. Thank you. Just want to say, you want to trade Derek Carr for Deshaun Watson? Didn't we have enough uh, drama with the Antonio Brown thing? You have one bad year, four and twelve, and you automatically want to void out one hundred and fifty. You know, your rest of your contract and go play for Raiders. Let me see. We've been three years into the Derek Carr experiment. It's been more than an experiment with John Gruden. But when you think of John Gruden, you think of Yabba Dabba Doo, Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones. They're the Monastone family <laughs> from the town of Bedrock. They're a place right out of history. Yeah, the reason why we haven't been winning games and everything partly is because of our offense. It's the Stone Age. Gruden, open up the damn offense. Come on, man. Let me see. You go ahead and open up the offense in the Jets game. You win. Rugs, great touchdown pass. You go out there and you play in Kansas City. You play, you know what, to the wall. Win. Then, you know, how can you win close games if you're, if you're, everybody knows the first and second down, you're going to run Josh Jacobs up the damn middle. How much of the imagination that you don't make the adjustments? Let me see. Carr's rating was, what, 89% in the top three of the NFL, and you want to trade him? Um, the guy, the man's earned it. He's worked his ass off, butt off. What Come on, Steve. To get where he's at right now. You want to trade him. Let me see. Before that, it was Rodgers. Yeah, let's just go and get Rodgers at the end of his career. You know, at the end of a game against Kansas City, he doesn't even run to try to win the darn game. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Florio and all these other people. Screw it. We're going to be back sooner or later. Keep keep car. Goodbye. Ah, oh, Houston Raiders Steve, man. I knew he'd hold it down. I knew it, man. I love it, man. I love I love the passion. Potty mouth. Ernie <laughs> Doc Raiders says potty mouth Steve in H-Town. Yeah, man. That's that's the Steve was feisty there, man. I dig it. Uh, so anyway, I appreciate that Houston Raiders, Steve, man, busting out on Aaron Rodgers and everything, man. That was good. All right. So as I mentioned, we give, um, we give the, the, the Sizzler award to the best emailer or the best caller of the night. And so, uh, let's, uh, what do we got tonight, man? So we've got, um, we had Jeff Berg and we had Paul with the, with the emails. Uh, we've got, uh, Capo, of course, or in the Q dog Raider who calls in as always, but he's ineligible. Uh, 
And then we got Mojo. Uh, good to hear from Mojo. We heard from Ron. We heard from uh, the Raider Karaoke Kid. And then we heard from Houston Raiders Steve. So let's see here. Uh, I see a Steve in there. I see another Steve. Another Steve. Wow. Potty Mouth Steven H Town. Uh, Ron the Materator. Another Steve. Give it to Paul. He needs another one to tie Tom Brady. Daniel Menga says, Mojo. I'm thinking Steve. Uh, it, it, Ron the Mater says Steve. Daniel says the, the, the Mangus has got, oh, Miss Molly says Steve. There we go. Kill Jada says Steve. All right. Congratulations. Our good buddy Glockser says Steve. There's Steve running away with it now. Raider Critique says Steve. Thank you, Houston Raider Steve. Congratulations on your Sizzler Award. I am the Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today! From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Ha 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 ho ho ha ha oh he ha galore agalore catch touch on passes and sign back with the Raiders and not for eleven million dollars a year because we can't afford you. Uh we appreciate everybody that joined us here tonight in Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat room, even the lurkers in the chat room, like my boo Max. Max. Uh appreciate though all of you that are participating in the chat room. So many good folks in there tonight. Uh, first off, uh, congratulations, Steve, on your Sizzler Award. He says, thank you much. Um, uh, yeah, man, you rock, Steve. We, your calls are always great. Thank you so much. Uh, Sir Raider is in there. Del Jr. is in there. Kill Jadis is in there. Pete M. is in there. Anthony Provencio. Uh, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, of course. Ron, the Materator, is in there. Uh, Hefe and Casey. Fernando Contreras is in there. What's up, Fernando? Uh, so many good folks, and we appreciate you each and every week for uh, for coming in here and making this the, not only the best chat room, but the best community in Raider Nation, man. We are proud of this community that's grown up around this little old show that we do in my bonus room. So thank you so much for all of you that have joined us here tonight. Um, a lot coming up from us this week, so check in with us again on uh uh, probably Saturday. We're going to record it Friday, but the Saturday, the protest show, the Super Bowl protest show, myself, Aaron, a Q-Dog Raider, and of course, good buddy of ours, uh, Kevin, the Raider nerd, as we do our Star Wars show. And then uh, and then Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, go to the Twitch, look in the show notes. We're going to have all the links there. Go to the Twitch and jump in for the watch party where we're all going to watch the Raider Super Bowl highlights together. It's only going to take about an hour, hour and a half, about the length of one of these shows, and it's going to be so much fun. Uh, join the Discord uh, channel, the voice channel. You just plug a headset into your phone, and we can just all sit there and chat with one another and celebrate the greatness of the Raiders, the greatness of John Facenda, Fred Belenikoff, of course, Old Man Willie, Marcus Allen running with the night, Kenny King up the sideline, you know, freaking Plunkett, Rod Martin picking off three passes, Jack Squirek picking off one going into the end zone, Ray Guy saving that freaking two-high snap, so many wonderful memories. Jack Tatum blowing up. Uh, I'll forget his name is off the top of my head. Ron Washington, I think. Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. Standing over him. Throwing his hands down. Ah, Raiders, baby. Anyways, love this team. Love you guys. Thank you so much for what you do to support us. The show. Like, subscribe. 
One Nation Foundation, all that good stuff. I uh, love you, man. Love you all. Have a great weekend. I know the Super Bowl sucks, but I know it sucks. We can't even get together with one another, but let's eat chicken wings and get together virtually, and we'll at least celebrate the Raiders, all right? Deal? Thanks, y'all. Have a good night. Love you. Peace. When you need to work quickly and confidently across different apps and platforms, consistent quality communication is key. Whether you're writing documents, emails, or presentations, you need Grammarly. It's an AI writing partner that helps you get your work done faster with better writing. It's always there to help because it works where you work, across 500,000 apps and websites, so you can get more done no matter where you're writing. Grammarly is the gold standard of responsible AI, trusted by millions of professionals for 15 years. It gives you personalized writing suggestions based on your audience, goals, and context, plus tone suggestions to help you navigate even the most difficult work conversations. 96% of users agree Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Grammarly. Easier said. Done. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.